Hey guys, thank you for joining. Hi, it's Patrick Keen with the Keen on Things podcast. I'm going to try to hold the microphone a little further from my face today because I feel like I've been eating it too much, uh, holding it close and then not uh, breathing right. You know, get it right. Episode 8, Keen on Things podcast, Gracias Madre will be the title of this episode, Mother's Day, this past weekend. Um, which coincidentally has always been right around my parents' anniversary, which is May 8th, which I think is some victory in Europe Day, I think, in World War II as well. That's what it was, 1970, my parents got married. Also to commemorate um, victory in Europe, the fall of the Nazis. God, at that point it would just been 50, 45, 17 years prior. Isn't that crazy? Um so thank you for listening. Don't know why you would. I got to stop saying that. Don't know why you would. I have value. Never mind. Um, I think, right? Don't I? Don't we all? What am I waiting for? You know, I outline these episodes, believe it or not, just to like I have bullet points in front of me just so that I can look at so that I'm not uh, just rambling with every topic, um, you know, because I don't want to just wing it, right? Just hang out. Some comics are like, I don't know. I'll just go find it up on stage. Mm, will you? Or, yeah, just come, we'll hang, we'll talk, on, and we'll hit record and see what happens. Okay, maybe that's interesting if it's like, uh, you know, Francis Ford Coppola, right, talking to uh, Magic Johnson, But uh, which I don't know how that conversation would go. But for uh, un- unknowns, maybe get specific, you know. Um, don't want to just wing it, you know. I do like wings. Eventually, I want to want to... I want to get off meat, but before I do, I'll probably get one of those uh, air fryers. Those look good. One of my friends made some recently that were amazing. Uh, yeah, so Mother's Day this past weekend, crazy, man. Um, this May 8th, which was Friday, would have been my parents' 50th wedding anniversary. My dad passed away in 07. Um, so I don't know the ruling on that, by all means. Though, I think surviving members of the relationship should definitely be congratulated. Screw it. 50 years ago, they did. be weird if there was someone else for like five years. It's like, oh, congratulations on your 50th, but even though the last five years went to this other person. But uh, she's single. So, yeah, single and ready to mingle, guys. So, yeah, she's been a widow for uh, almost 13 years. So, you know, think about it. Think about it. You really do have to enjoy your time. 13 years ago, he died, and it has flown and that's not good or bad. It's just fact, life, earth, 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 world. I think I just tried to combine earth and world, world and earth. So, um, also last week we didn't cover the origin of May the 4th. Last week's episode was May the 4th. Also be with you. That was from a 1979 headline in England. Um, cause Star Wars was big, you know, late seventies, mid to late seventies, all over the world. And Margaret Thatcher had become prime minister in 79. And that was just a newspaper headline on, uh, 4th May. 1979 and uh that's what they called it um so yeah mother's day great what i got my mom i mean the big day was friday with her anniversary we posted on facebook got a lot of love so thank you anybody that liked that or anyway um mother's day what uh what i got for my mom a little cell phone holder you know those little cases but it also serves as an old-fashioned looking tv and it's really cool it's brown with the big screen and looks silly i think it's coming from korea so it'll be here in 2024 Thank you. But it's really cool. Did I hear about it? 
No, I didn't hear about it because I won't know if it gets there because my family is at such a level of non-communication that it's like aliens are curious. They're like, wow, that one specific family from the Midwest who's in California doesn't seem to communicate at all. Um, my family constantly thinks there's a war going on that all communication is down, you know, and they're not allowed to talk to each other. But uh, anyway, my parents did such a good job, you know, to start a family early in your early 20s is just crazy. And they did it then and they did a beautiful job and raised four kids, one with special needs. Um, what did I do this past week? I, I, my former girlfriend, I think, has graduated from graduate school. So I wrote her like a little, I was going to write her a card and then I wanted to write her an email. But I should have wrote her a card because then you don't worry about if you get a response as much but uh i want her to send an email because i do care about her greatly and love her to a fault actually you know i shouldn't as much i should move on but uh yeah i wrote a congrats because i think she's finished with grad school um i was just feeling too much i probably shouldn't have and needed an outlet on that in that way and you know with the pandemic you don't know what people are going through but uh she's doing good she got, got a response so that makes me feel good um you know and I don't think I would have, I, I maybe would have preferred not hearing back just to be like, okay, I just need her to feel, her to know how I feel, you know. Um, but I am at the stage where I'm telling myself the relationship was better than it was. Um, so there's regrets now, which weren't there right away. Uh, but I think the stage is going to be a long one. But that's what we do. We make mistakes. Um, and I still don't know if I made a mistake or not, which is very hard. But, uh, what do you do? You're going to go on. Uh, did some more Zoom shows. Man, those are so weird. And I, I can't imagine. I mean, I guess people are enjoying them to some extent. People need some. I think people are, are genuinely, generally, generally from the, um, yeah, great car, Dukes of Hazard. They're generally curious about what stand-ups are doing and if they're still making content and doing shows. And so some people actually chime in and tune in. A lot of comics are like, no, I'm over. It's too weird. And I get that. You know, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like doing a business meeting and a comedy show because it's just like this conference call, comedy, CCC. I'm doing about half COVID, half regular life material, which regular life, there's no regular life now without COVID. So um, anyway, Jordan created COVID. So his documentary ratings would be better. That's what I think. It would have done well, but uh, but with the lockdown, you know, it's really, we're really tuning in. Mom's created Zoom. Did I do that joke already? Mom's created Zoom because it forces people to clean their room. That's cute, right? It's a cute joke. I got to get these things off Facebook and onto, you know, TikTok and whatnot. Um, how regular of a life will things return to afterwards? I, I don't know. I don't know that we're going back completely. Um, so that's a great question. What goes back to normal? I mean, some people are forcing normal back now in a lot of areas of many states. If they have football, will people go to games? Great question. General admission, where they let like 20 to 30 people in, even though the crowd crowds can be whatever, 60 to 80 to 100,000. Do they let like a third of that in? and just let people distance themselves or will they all rush or well if we do that will they all rush to the front row of the 50 yard line and get sick you know um so that's something to think about 
because I did watch the UFC was this past weekend, which I watched, which was uh, really good. And there was no crowd, and you kind of noticed you kind of didn't. But um, I had a good time watching that. I, I really don't like people slaughtering each other like that in the ring. But, uh, yeah, it was pretty sweet just to, to have some normality and see some competition and see Rogan. God, he's so good with those interviews. And, like, because he knows how to gauge if this guy is not interested in the interview, if he's not good at an interview, if a guy isn't uh, responding well. Like, he's good at asking a question or kind of yes-anding, which I I know that's, that's mostly for sketch and improv, but he's good at uh, kind of doing that yes-anding stuff. <clears throat> With interviews and, and like guiding the question. And then if the guy doesn't give him the answer he loves, boom, he's got another question. Or he can alter the question or the answer by the guy. He's really good. Anyway, so that was good. So I don't know if they'll do that for football beat up, but I did like the UFC stuff. Fascinating. I'm sure people are still listening. Um, God, this thing with Biden's crazy. Nice segue. With Tara Reid. Uh, of course, the other networks aren't, you know, MSNBC and CNN won't cover it like Fox will. This woman in 1993 was, you know, on the staff with Biden. Claims to have been penetrated, uh, raped. It's rape, even though it's not necessarily the penis. Um, but um, I'll tell you, he might be cognitively declined to the point he isn't even lying when he said he's, he doesn't remember violating a woman. You know, he might not remember genuinely because he's at the cognitive decline point. I don't know. I talked about this last week. I think I did about how. Um, they might need to have those debates if they have if if we're even alive in six months. Um, have these debates like in the morning, in the afternoon, and not in the evening. For some of this stuff, uh, so yeah, should be interesting. Okay, looking at notes. Um, so who knows if uh, it, it, yeah, if we even have an election or if. Uh, What's his name's brought into it, Cuomo or whatever. Anyway, um, so yeah, these restrictions being lifted on the COVID, it does feel like uh, Act Three of a horror movie where we think the killer is dead, but then can't find the body. Like, where it's we're just getting warmed up, and that's what I feel. I mean, we're right now at about eighty thousand deaths, I think, in the last two months. So that's been sad and scary, but uh, whatever, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm doing this from my bunker in my uh in my room in the corner of Beverly Glen. I ask questions as if I have an assistant. Like like somebody would help me with this project. It would be an act of mercy on their part. I I say we're going to make it to to 30 minutes, then fly right by. Under promise over deliver. That's what this is all about. Um what else? We saw that the kid in uh in southern Georgia was murdered for jogging through a white neighborhood. If there wasn't public outrage, there wasn't going to be an arrest. Um, Southern Georgia is where Honey Boo Boo took place. Big surprise there. Some people will say that uh, show could have been shot anywhere, even California. Mm, some spots. There are some spots where it could have happened. Um, but uh, it could have been shot anywhere in Southern Georgia, I'm pretty sure. Um, you know, we have the Fresno Bakersfield go-to that people use, but uh, there's places all over. Um, who knows, but, um, now, now I'm hearing that the kid was, uh, actually 
trespassing on some construction site, which I still don't think that's the reason for getting shot in the street by strangers who just happen to have guns patrolling the neighborhood. I uh, don't know enough. Don't know enough. There's a lot of um, a lot of outrage, as there should be. Black people are getting shot for no reason. I've, I've, when I was a kid, up into my twenties. I don't know about twenties, but I definitely did some trespassing. You know, jumping in people's pools, jumping in people's jacuzzis, uh, guard gates, communities that you'd sneak into to use their pool and jacuzzi. Uh, if I were black, I'd probably be in jail or shot with some of the stuff I pulled. Um, smugnerance is just a great word. I think Jimmy Dore coined it. It's, uh, it's smugnerance, which is this smug thing, which all three networks have. And they just, the look on their faces of complete confidence and it's just disgusting, but I think it's a new word. I know Harris Whittles coined that term, uh, humble brag. And I think smugnerance might be a good word that, uh, Jimmy Dore coined. Um, what else? I watched Plandemic on YouTube. It was taken down the same day. I think you can still see it on Google. You can see it on uh, bitshoot.com. And it's about Fauci's ex- ex-employee was jailed, Dr. Judy Mikovitz. And uh, she's just saying that it's the disease and is not as bad as it was. And it's partially created in a lab. It's not coming from animals because it would have taken a lot longer to have gotten to us. But what if it did start in 2010 and it did get to us? I don't know. But she was saying the immune system weakens when we stay indoors and we have a mask constantly covering our mouths, that it's all part of a profit-making plan. That's what she was saying. The idea that this virus wasn't completely originating from animals, um, but partially from a lab. She says the idea that substance, you know, substances which helped deter AIDS and now COVID were held back until certain powers that be could maximize profit on them. I think that's essentially it. All the while, people are perishing, right? Let's not release this helpful agent or substance until we get all the legal work and advantages in our favor. I think that's what a lot of it comes down to. That's what I got out of it. It was taken off YouTube, which is always interesting. You know, I don't know why you're taking it down. All the crap on YouTube and you're taking it down. There must be some truth to it, right? Because there's plenty of slop. Um, who knows? But maybe they didn't want to start a panic around the world. And, uh, yeah, there's so many lies, man, and cover-ups and profit-making. But uh, you can still find it on Google. So it's uh, pretty interessante. Uh, I've had friends on both sides of the argument saying it's a hoax and that the video was very unprofessional, but also friends saying that it's legit, that the message, who cares about the quality of the video, the message is legit. But, my, again, my question would be, why was it taken down if it's a hoax, right? Let it exist for people to believe that. There's so much crap. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the fight was amazing. UFC covering that. Um, I wanted to talk really quick about... Uh, I don't know why. Oh, maybe maybe it's... I think it's like Facebook seeing a lot of old friends and old acquaintances that you see. And it just brings back memories. And you have a lot of time on your hands during this coronavirus. And you think about the past and you think about... Um, I think you think about old crushes people that you crushed on that didn't like you back and you think about bullies from grade school junior high high school maybe college and beyond i don't know the word it probably continues at all ages right somebody that's either bigger or meaner or uh, quicker better at arguing even though they're not necessarily a better person they're better at arguing and you get uh uncomfortable by that you get intimidated by that and i think we all still have that right like you know you see people that you may be crushed on 
that no matter what they look like nowadays, you still have a crush on them maybe, or you still have a thing or an insecurity around them, right? Even though they're not as cute as they were, um, you hold them kind of in that case or you hold them up on high. Tony, Tony Hernandez has, um, a thing. He's a football player, one of probably the greatest tight end of all time. And he has the, uh, a story about how when he still goes back home, I'm thinking that's Huntington Beach. There's still a guy that used to pick on him who's obviously not, he could crush now, but he still like would see him once in a while and still be a little intimidated, still get butterflies, like weird butterflies. And I think that's very interesting. Um, who you let have power over you, kind of, to, that he's intimidated to this day a little bit. There's a little of that. Now, granted, he's a nice guy. But uh, I'm sure it happens to all of us, you know. Weird thing, good and bad, I suppose. Because, you know, I, I have soft spots for different people that I that I didn't know and live their backstory. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. So something interesting. Okay. But uh, I, that's just something that comes to mind with uh, all the time thinking, all the social media, all the faces, the old faces that are popping up and stuff like that. It just brings back a lot, which, you know, if you didn't have Facebook, we wouldn't... Uh, have to revisit these moments. Okay. Jesus. I'm not making sense. I'm a little off off it. Okay. So yeah, I'm reading Phil Knight's book called Shoe Dog. He went to the University of Oregon with Ken Casey. It's crazy. He uh, They crossed paths. He One ran track, one wrestled. Obviously, you know which one did which. But I always find it interesting when two greats cross paths and are of complete different categories of life. Bruno Kirby and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar went to high school together in New York. I think they were actually friends at the time. His name was Lou Alcindor. Um, God, Bruno Kirby was way too, he died way too early. Uh, Jim, Jimmy Johnson and Janice Joplin went to high school together in Port Arthur, Texas. Um, two JJs, interesting, hit at different times, 20 years apart. It's so crazy that early 1970 and early 1990s were, uh, only 20 years apart. That seems like half a century, whatever. I'm in my head way too much. Please turn this off now. Um, Phil Jackson was a fan of Mickey Mantle and Jerry Garcia, and they died the same summer in 1995, I believe. If only there were a way to check that. Um, and then seeing Jerry Seinfeld in an episode of the Michael Jordan documentary was just amazing because they were both stars of the 90s. Those two and Clinton, I think, were the big... Bill and George, maybe, um, were the, the big acts of the 90s. Anyway, the greatest thing about the Phil Knight book, Shoe Dog, he wasn't afraid to make mistakes, and he definitely made them. You know, Obstacles, uh, Japanese partner that was going to cut him off and go with another distributor here in the States, U.S. government trying to collect $25 million from him on import taxes, uh, etc. His staff, you know, sometimes backstabbing and stuff like that. But uh, anyway, it's a great book. It's a great read. And uh, I think it finishes in the early 80s because I don't even think it gets the Jordan, but that must have launched the Nike because they're just getting into the clothes now. How Prefontaine, the runner, um, or the shoes, the running shoes, you know, and uh, they're trying to get them in track and field and all these uh, trials. And then uh, John McEnroe is starting to wear them. And, they, and I'll, pro- I'll be done with this book by next week, so I won't really be talking about it, I don't think. And then uh, how they make the clothing. They make the clothing part of it, they think, laterally. Very cool. And I think Fair Fawcett is in um, Charlie's Angels with a pair. I think that's how it launched it in the late 70s as well. Um, so, yeah. 
and I and, and so yeah, I'm all over the place. The name of that the kid that was killed, by the way, was Ahmoud Arbery, and I think I'm pronouncing that Ahmad Arbery. Yeah, just tragic, man. That's so crazy. Um. So yeah, all right, we're wrapping this up here, guys. We're two thirds of the way there. Not much is changing, you know, with the week. Um, not much. That's my chair. Not much is changing, you know. Uh, day to day, you go shopping, you eat, you stay inside. Some people are going to the beach. Some people are working out. I'm trying to ride the bike more, which I have. I rode it twice this weekend, and uh, might do some riding today on it. It's exercise. It's beautiful. The streets are empty. There's still some traffic, little pockets, because I think people are over it and driving more, even though I just said the streets are empty. Um, people are just over it. Man, is this some stream of consciousness stuff or what? Uh, and then something I need to work on that I'd like to work on is um, kind of a, not a New Year's resolution because it's we're in May here, but uh, I've talked trash probably about every comedian out there every comedian out there. And I think that's part of who comics are. You try to get to the truth, but you also try to be positive and you flower it. And, but, uh, you know, you analyze, you overanalyze and we do that to ourselves. And then we do that to each other, the comics do, where you'll say a bunch of great things about them, but you also talk shit about them. And that's just how I think a good comic or great comic looks at, uh, life. And when you have someone in your life who doesn't do that, a dozen isn't a comic it's it can be tough because they're like you know eviscerated right and i've done that to exes and overanalyzed and over critiqued and then you know it's not appreciated because it's like whoa she didn't sign on for that you know she's being a perfect girlfriend and you know you're tearing her apart anyway so um i want to move on from that you know most of the shit I've talked is about comics who are successful, but not funny. Right. And I want to distance myself from all the shit talking, you know, uh, I said things about comics, about my ex that weren't necessarily true. I was just lashing out and I didn't mean a lot of it, but I should have gone, uh, straight to them with it or her with it. So instead I let it build and thought it would go away and it doesn't. And you lash out and things are said or written and feelings are hurt. Uh, when I had nothing, but love for that person. So maybe that's just about my ex and not about uh, comics, but I have talked a lot of shit and I want that to change. Yo. Um, so let's run through some of this stuff here. We lost a ton of people this week. I don't know how many friggin people I can involve in the, in memoriam section of this show every week. But, uh, here goes. We just literally last night lost uh, Jerry Stiller, Ben Stiller's father, who played in the show Seinfeld, Costanza's father. He played Mr. Costanza. Very funny. I always thought Estelle Costanza was one of the funniest characters I've ever seen in film and television. But yeah, he was great. That show was fantastic. Seinfeld's got a new special. Be sure to check that out. Does he need my plug? Um, so that's one of the deaths. Um, a birthday this week would have been Ahmad, Ahmad Arbery, the kid, black kid in Southern Georgia, um, who died. It's terrible, man. It's obviously still an atrocity. Um, Hilliard Sweet P. Anderson, 
Sounds like a globetrotter. I don't. Even, I, I Google that person. I don't even know who they are. They passed away. Betty Betty Wright. Not Betty Wright now. Betty Wright, soul singer. Not Betty White either. Oh, that's going to be a mess. Grammy winner, six six years old. Clean up woman was a song she did. Uh, we lost Jimmy Glenn, owner of Jimmy's Corner in Times Square, former boxer. Um, Dave Greenfield, Strangler's keyboardist. He passed away earlier last week. Strangler, one letter off from a band I grew up with in South Orange County called Stranger with drummer Sensation, Tommy Casey, who I've known since junior high. I knew him at Newhart, and then I knew him again at Santa Margarita. I was at Newhart for a year. It was a public junior high near my house. And I got to know him, then went from there to St. Catharines, back to Santa Margarita. And Tommy ended up, for some reason, going to a Catholic high school. Great guy. I think he was in a car accident with his dad. And his dad jumped across the passenger seat to uh, save him once. Craze, right? Craze. Um, so, anyway. Um, he was in a band called Stranger. And he was with, like, uh, John Harding, Duke Fightmaster, the Duncans, Peritas, who knows. And then he was also in a band, Sleepy Hollow, earlier, I think, with a bunch of kids that were in their 20s, and we were like 15, but he was that good. Tommy threw a party when we were going into freshman year high school, and we had a bunch of squares that didn't drink and gave him some gruff for throwing a party because his parents were out of town. OOT, helicopters flying over. They're coming. They're taking this show down, man. Taking this show down, man. Too, it's too real. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. That's uh, Dave Greenfield, Strangler. Yeah, Stranger was a great band. Good job, Tommy, and all those guys. What a great guy. He's so funny. He should be doing comedy. He was like the funniest kid in our... Him and, him and Carlos and Al were like... And Ragusa were the funniest guys, I thought, in our in our class. And Lewis, and uh, I think there was one more. Who knows? All right, wrapping it up here. Five minutes. Um, Jimmy Glenn, owner of Jimmy's Corner in Times Square, former boxer. Um, Dave Greenfield, we did that one. We did. We also did Jimmy. Okay. Uh, John Erickson is an actor in a show called Honey West, TV show in the mid-60s. Honey West was a detective. She, she solved crimes. That must have been, you know, with that and, you know, Mary Tyler Moore. Of course, that was more Dick Van Dyke. But mid-60s, a show called Honey West, where it was a female solving a detective. It's about time. Why did it take so long for other shows to take off, other female shows to take off. You know, that's why I liked Wonder Woman, man. Wonder Woman was her own thing. Amazonian. I didn't even know if she had a, was her name Diana? But she, um, what's great about her, she didn't come from Wonder Man. She was her own being. She didn't need a guy. Batgirl, you know, Supergirl, derivative heroes, right? Adam's rib heroes. Wonder Woman was her own thing. And, uh, who knows? That's maybe what uh, what Honey West was back in the day. But John Erickson, who died, wasn't even Honey West. He was like a sidekick. But uh, it's got to be tough for old starlets. I saw a Twilight Zone episode where this woman, she was an old starlet, and instead of just dealing with life, she wished herself back onto screen, and that's where she continued her life, like in that fantasy world. It's crazy. Malsum, Martin Balsam was her agent. Great, great guy, great character. But it's got to be rough for those old starlets, man. The journey from beautiful and famous to not beautiful, it, it's got to be hard. Not for me, because, you know, you're just goofy looking and you stay goofy looking and then you get worse looking. And it's like no big deal. But true beauty's on the inside anyway. Am I right, ladies? Um, Bad Company lost its singer, not the original, but uh, 
but it's bad just the same. Brian Howe passed, not Paul Rogers. Bummer. 66. Not old, unless you're in rock and roll, baby. Uh, Elsa Blangstead, Holocaust survivor, film music editor, 99, great life. A lot of those Holocaust survivors live long, man, because they've seen it at early ages, you know. It's kids in their teens and their 20s. Unreal. And you make it out and you live a long time. Because when you live a long time, it's payback. and You give society it right back in the ass. You survive that thing, you can live a long life. Living a long life is so good because by not dying, you're gaining credibility. It's an F you to the system. Little big man. You know, you ever see that movie, Dustin Hoffman? It's this guy. He's not Native American, but he lives with among the Native Americans. And he's around Custer's Last Stand and everything. And he just, like, lives into the 50s. And he's, like, 110 years old or 120. But you see so much. And, you, and it's like, what do people? how do you argue someone who lived it, you know? So you're weirdly standing in the face of tyranny life and the system haven't haven't gotten you yet and it's pretty badass plenty of shit heels live too long live a long time i guess too so uh michael mcclure was a famed beat poet who helped launch the san francisco renaissance he died at 87 so much greatness out of that beatnik movement in the 50s and 60s san francisco you know on the road electroculate acid test hunter s thompson riding with hell's angels what a trip man ken casey uh, we talked about him earlier wrestling at oregon uh pavle jovanovic u.s olympic bobsledder dies at 43 okay interesting i don't know at 40 that's really young who knows these people train their bodies and push to such lengths and maybe even do mind and body altering things that you know not necessarily drugs but well good kind you know vitamins overdo it maybe um mini small she sang my boy lollipop my boy lollipop mm-hmm. andre harrell Harrell, founder of Uptown Records, died. David Carter, Stonewall historian. There's a comic out there out of D.C., Virginia, by the same name, I believe. Interesting. Uh, Frank Buckles, World War I veteran, perhaps the last World War I American veteran, died. Frank Buckles. Uh, Leslie Pope, Avengers Endgame set director. She passed away. Jesus, she's not old, I don't think. Walter Dallas, head of Philly's Freedom Theater, passed away. Um... Let's see. Oh, here's a kind of a personal one. Uh, a comedy writer here in L.A. He's from Detroit. Tommy Blancha is uh, his brother Dan passed. His brother Dan was, um, I don't know, about a decade older, I guess, or maybe more. But uh, it looked pretty sad. I saw the posts on Facebook, and I was always a huge fan of Tommy, even though I don't know him very well. I worked with him. Uh, he was the head writer on the Orlando Jones Show, which I worked at in 2003, I believe, that summer. Uh, that's where I met. Well, I got to know Joe Wagner. I knew Joe on the comedy scene, and that's where I got to meet Josh Weiner. Both those guys are good friends today. Weiner and Wagner, they'd be in homeroom had they gone to high school together, you know. Um, but they were on that show. And Tommy's from Detroit. He wrote in the show. He's a head writer. He wrote at Conan, I think, in uh, the early seminal years, the great Conan years of, the, of New York in the 90s. And Tommy was awesome because he was a head writer, but so funny and goofy and cool and effortless. Like he'd just roll in, like roll into any conversation and be silly. And there was no agenda. And he had this long beard. And, um, he was one of the first in this town and few who I saw who was like successful with a legit position. But you don't have to be a douche about it. Like it wasn't a requirement. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it was it was great. It was great. It was great to know him and uh, and do that. So um, anyway, rest in peace, Dan, his brother. It's a bummer, but uh, good life, well lived. Um, Roy of Siegfried and Roy died. Uh, is he COVID? I think he's a COVID death. 
and that makes him probably the most famous passing and john prine are probably the most famous of the COVID deaths not that that's a thing but you know you just try to make sense of all this and um and of course last but not least the great uh, little richard passed away what a spirit man what a spirit played orvis good night and down and out in beverly hills that's his main credit i think but uh he and fats domino chuck berry they predate elvis man they predate elvis they are the originators and like those guys toured well past they i don't know about fats but uh chuck berry and, and little richard performed well past elvis's death isn't that crazy so elvis comes and goes meanwhile they're still out there doing their thing uh but they're black so they don't get the credit that they deserve i'm not saying elvis wasn't great he was i actually love a lot of it um but uh rest in peace all you brothers and sisters and some of these people i I google them and i still can't find them you know and i don't know how i accrue all these names so they come i see them like on facebook posts i see it in the news i see it in headlines um read the article and you still don't you know even less after you read the article so shout out to them on their journey into the great beyond this podcast i swear eventually is just going to be me reading dead people's names god this is so weird um my tweet of the week i can't even read it because i already said it michael jordan caused covid so it would help with his documentary ratings oh nice job how about this i tweeted last night we'll use this one what the fuck are we supposed to do after this documentary is over like we're just supposed to get on with our lives like we're what is there to jump on to after this you know um and then the tweet of the week that i liked was by a guy named jackie summers at jack from brooklyn jack from what an idiot jack from brooklyn bkln it was uh, i wish white people protested when a black man is murdered the way they do when they need a haircut that made me laugh so because that's what we do. Like when I was younger, in my circle, at least, there was the feeling that, yeah, black people have been screwed over and our history is part of that. And, uh, but everybody seemed to outgrow it from Orange County. You know, they're, they're all far right people now that couldn't care less, you know, and they've become their parents. Now I wonder if that still exists among young people, you know. <clears throat> um, Okay, so I just want to say really quick, some of the, and I'll wrap this up, some of the moments on this podcast, uh, the, these eight episodes have been a little heavy and a little all over the place. I am going to lighten up, so please keep listening. It's helped me get perspective on what I can help and what I can't in my time on the planet. You know, life is a lot more for some than others, and it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. And, you know, let's all try to keep that in mind. But uh, I do want to um, not necessarily keep it light, but keep it fun and interesting. So help me do that. Keep sending in emails. I'll take some emails right now, actually. Nope. Okay, there's nothing there. Check my inbox. Upcoming gigs. Uh, nothing there. No gigs. Social media plugs. Yeah, Keen, K-E-A-N-E, of comedy on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. I even started one of those little things. Yeah, I've only got one video up about Mother's Day. It's a Mother's Day clip. Um, they give us life, and I do the whole bit, and it's fantastic. And it's just uproar, uproarious laughter and applause so anyway happy mother's day uh guys and um i think that's all right did we run the time how do we do keep listening i'm sorry i was a little sluggish up top um and throughout i'm just out of it a little bit and uh 
you know, just trying to trying to process all this. I don't know where it was said, but somebody had said that the greatest thing about this um, pandemic or the most significant thing is that people um, think that there's such a thing as certainty. That's what we think there's such a thing as certainty. And uh, clearly there is not. And that's the biggest uh, misbelief. It's the biggest uh, lie. Wow. Wow. Save yourselves. Uh, stop listening to this podcast and save yourselves. Go on with your life. Um, I'm just kidding. Keen on Things podcast, episode eight, Gracias Madre, which is a great restaurant, by the way, in West LA, kind of there in West Hollywood. I went with my um, my ex-girlfriend, I think three times we went and uh, it was fantastic um, and great and good and good memories all around. All right. A little too much of that this episode, but uh, I'm in my head. All right. I love you. I keep listening. Keen on Things podcast. We'll see you next week. Thank you.